Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be talking all about boundaries. I'm actually really excited for this topic. Me too. We're going to be touching on what boundaries are, why they matter, how to create them, and ultimately how to uphold them and communicate them to others. So touching on what boundaries are, they can be mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual, and they're ultimately put in place to help us distinguish what is our responsibility and what is not. And a quote that I really love that kind of helps me better understand boundaries is that boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. So I think it's really beautiful when we start to kind of frame boundaries in this idea that they're aligned with our purpose. So boundaries are designed to help us pursue our purpose and be super intentional with our time because our time is limited. So kind of touching deeper on why this matters, why we felt like this was such an important topic to kind of unpack is that boundaries allow us to take ownership and do what we're called to do um, and to really live a life that is not only intentional, but allows us to have healthy relationships because our boundaries are going to affect not only ourselves, but everyone else that we're in relationship with. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me and other people a sense of freedom because there's clarity. So it makes decisions easier. It makes saying yes or no just a lot more clear, allows us to be aware of where our time is actually going to and if that aligns with our purpose and how we kind of want to pursue it. So Ultimately, we aren't born with boundaries. There's something that we have to put in place. So this is why we are going to kind of try to unpack all of that because it's something that you have to learn. And I think just kind of comes with time and naturally boundaries are going to shift throughout every season of your life. So as a kid, they're going to look very different. A lot of times that means your parents are actually putting those boundaries in place for Mm. you or teachers. Even in college, that's the first time you kind of get a glimpse into freedom. So you might have to start putting a few boundaries, but for the most part, you're in the shelter of other people's kind of decisions for you. And then ultimately the stage of life we're in, where we're kind of in our mid-20s and we're defining how how we want our life to look, that's when I think boundaries really start to matter because our attention and our time is always being demanded from so many different people. And I think that only heightens, honestly, once you get married and Mm -hmm. then you're accountable for somebody else and then you have kids and you have to not only protect your own boundaries and your spouse's boundaries, but put into place boundaries on behalf of your kids and on behalf of being a parent that has a lot of responsibilities. So I feel like now is the perfect time to start. So if you haven't, you know, explored starting boundaries, today is the perfect day to just kind of think about it, reflect, learn how to do it just because it's going to become more and more necessary. Yeah. So with all of that said, Brie, I want to ask you, what are some boundaries that you have in your own life? Love it. I'm so excited for this conversation today because I just feel like boundaries are everything. And I think it's honestly a really hard 
thing to like set up and provide the framework for. But I know for myself, like I think even within this conversation within itself, it's so powerful because we have you as a married woman and me as a single woman. So our sets of boundaries are so different and like there might be some overlap, but at the end of the day, like there's such a difference in season of life. So different necessities for the boundaries we're setting. But when I think about the boundaries in my own life, I think first and foremost, like my time, I mean, my time is so essential and it's really up to me to decide where I'm investing my time. I know that our times can just be allocated to so many things. It can be allocated to our careers. It can be allocated to our friendships. Right now it's not allocated to a relationship. (laughs) So it's like a lot of time is spent for myself, on myself, on behalf of myself. And I can think about past different seasons of my life where I didn't have as many boundaries and I felt like my time was always invested in going to events or friends or this this or that and I just felt like my time wasn't my own mm-hmm. but as I've gotten older and as I've like learned about the benefits of boundaries with my time I was able to take back that ownership and be like no my time is mine to make and mine to create and mine to choose where I invest and so along with my time is of course my friendships and I would say my social capacity. I love my friends. I love socializing. I'm definitely more outgoing and love just filling my time with all the people. But at least as I've gotten older and kind of just tuned in with myself more than when I was in college or even when I was in high school. And even if you are in those seasons of life, this this is still so for you. But I just began to recognize as I kind of like came to myself and began putting up those boundaries with my time, realizing how much I can socialize during the week that won't leave me completely depleted or how much I can see my friends or how much I can pour out and then also still pour into myself. Like I think that is the beauty of boundaries, kind of like the quote that you read is ultimately like it provides freedom and it ultimately Mm -hmm. provides like the guardrails that make sure that everything is kind of falling into balance. And so definitely have boundaries in my social capacity and how much I can do within one week while also making sure I'm taking care and prioritizing myself. I have boundaries with my health, my daily routines. Those are super sacred to me. And so I know the way that I need to rise in the morning. I know the way I need to to move my body. I know the types of food I need to nourish myself with. I know how I need to end my day. I know who I need to fill my day with. I have all of these boundaries that aren't rigid, but they're just implemented in my life that really allow me to fully optimize my day and therefore fully optimize my weeks and therefore fully optimize my life. Um, I would say another really big thing that I have that Marissa probably doesn't well doesn't have (laughs) is dating boundaries because I am single and I'm navigating the dating world. And so boundaries within dating are really, really important to me as I'm on the quest for my husband. Um, I would say some, you know, examples of boundaries I have within dating are you know, being very selective of the type of men that take me out on dates or who I agree to go on dates with or the types of dates I agree to go on. My physical boundaries are very, very important for me. My conversational boundaries are very important to me. There's just so many different sectors of boundaries. The type of pursuit I allow 
to happen like towards me is very important to me. Like I have a certain standard that I'm looking for when someone is deciding to date me or take me on a date. And there are just levels of boundaries in which I have implemented that really kind of keeps me safe. Not like that I'm like scared, but like safe in the sense of just like provided for and just like upholding the standard of value that I see myself in and like want to be valued in the pursuit of dating. So that is another boundary I have. And then I would say a final boundary that really comes to mind is truly the boundary of like my own internal dialogue with myself. I I mean, as I'm sure we all do, like our inner dialogue can just run so rampant. And I definitely have witnessed through past seasons of my life where when I've allowed my internal dialogue to be very negative or I've allowed to just like let negative thoughts, negative self-talk just kind of flow and had no boundaries with my internal dialogue, I just found, oh my gosh, how that would just pour into every, every other part of my life, whether it's like struggling with comparison more or feeling defeated or like allowing like one negative emotion to just swallow my entire day, my entire week, my entire month. And the more that I started putting up boundaries with my internal self-talk and really kind of cutting myself off the moment I start seeing like comparison creep in or a demeaning thought about myself come in, like the more I just kind of stop those things in its tracks and recognize and put boundaries of hey, I'm not going to talk to myself like this. Or, hey, I'm not going to think this way about someone else. I'm not going to judge this person in this way. I'm not going to make myself better than this person in this way. Like, I'm just not going to allow myself permission to think in negative ways or in ways that could potentially harm me or harm my perspective of someone else. The more that I just protect my own mind, that just like, oh my gosh, has just changed everything everything for me. And it's definitely something to learn and definitely something I'm still always trying to learn and work on because it is not easy, especially with our own minds. Like no one can see the things that we're thinking, but us, but that's all the the more reason why it's so necessary for us to have those boundaries within our own thoughts. So yes, those are probably some of my boundaries. Those are are good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I love that you mentioned like the internal dialogue because I'm like, sometimes it's easier to define boundaries that affect other people or to uphold those but it's so important what our boundaries are with ourselves and yeah I know we're going to be touching on that how we can actually uphold those because it's absolutely challenging but it's so so important yeah and I think like the internal dialogue is kind of the forgotten boundary because I think we think of like all the other things like dating and time and our workout routines and morning routines and like all of these other things but gosh, everything begins within your own mind first and foremost. And yeah, giving yourself the awareness that like even that needs a boundary within itself is is so important. But yeah, what are some of your boundaries? Honestly, there is a lot of overlap. I think we are both, we love our routine and our ritual. We do. (laughs) It honestly, (laughs) yeah, it's so important. I feel like the moment I got out of college and I could kind of define what my routine looked like, Mm. that was such a game changer. And that allows me to really prioritize sleep, movement, my health, my spiritual health. So for me, that really looks like here's the time. Like I have a bedtime and it extends even on weekends because I just need a certain amount of sleep to function my best, to do my Mm -hmm. best in work, 
um, to show up and just be the best version of myself. And that's a theme you'll see run consistently is that we're wanting to be the best we can be. And that's why we really value um, boundaries and want that for other people. So yeah, spiritual. So talk like reading my Bible, journaling, providing that space even just to hear God and be with God Mm -hmm. because that's you know, the most important relationship in my life and going kind of beyond that, even just taking a day of rest. So for me, Sundays, I really try not to make plans other than church or things that are just kind of like effortlessly part of my routine. I really try to just allow, honestly, my mind that space to just think and process and decompress and reset for the week that's ahead. And so for me, that's kind of like upholding the Sabbath and how I go about that. And that's a boundary. And it also just limits the amount of social activity I have when I'm using like a weekend not to be social per se. Mm. So that's another thing too. I think being introverted, if you are, you're very mindful of the boundary with social activity because you can feel it. Like you can truly recognize yourself getting depleted. So that's something that I put a limit on as well. And another one I kind of wanted to highlight, I feel like we have endless ones, but being mindful of what I consume. I Such a good one. Yeah. I feel like I kind of underestimated this when I was younger, where I was just kind of like consuming whatever was thrown at me or whatever was popular. And I as I've gotten older, I've realized how that's impacted me and shaped my view of the world. And so Nobody else has really suggested these things, but it's been me figuring out and honestly just reflecting with God what is actually life giving. And sometimes there are just like shows I don't need to watch, or sometimes I just like need to be away from the screen. Um, And so I'm really, I would say, strict about that with myself, specifically social media. I am always deleting Instagram (laughs) all the time. Like I'm always deleting my social media just because I never want it to be a mindless activity. I want to intentionally consume everything. So that's whether that's movies or TV shows, like I think it can be so positive and I want to maintain that healthy relationship with the digital world and use it for good and to you know, relax and connect with people. I don't want it to be a mindless thing or something that becomes addictive or leads me to negative like cycles, like comparison or things that we might've mentioned. So that for me is one that is really important. Yeah. I think that's so good too. Even on the topic of social media, I think like something to be so active about is like, even if like a TikTok shows up on your for you page and it's on a conversation that, you know, is triggering or like or I don't know, like there's something that you can compare yourself to. Like, I think it's, I love what you're saying about social media. It's like being so active of like, what are the boundaries that we have with that? It's like, when you see something pop up, it's like scrolling past it. When you Mm -hmm. like, don't like fighting the temptation to like look up a certain person or, you know, and like press on a certain photo because you know, it's going to like harm you in some sort of way. Like those boundaries are so important. And also something that I would just was thinking about is like music too. Mm, I feel like that's, a good that's like a boundary yeah. too that at least for myself, I I mean, I feel like I've had to be more stricter on that in like past seasons than maybe I am now. But like there was definitely a season in my life where I just found like music was creating a lot of temptation for me and was just like creating a lot of just like lustful desires in my heart and in my mind and was honestly kind of bringing like a lot of negative energy in my life, like certain music. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, this is like 
I cannot listen to this artist or I cannot listen to this type of music because it's just bringing more harm than good. And it's almost as if like when you start implementing more boundaries in your life, you're almost like more aware of like what you're allowing to seep in. And therefore you're wanting to be like guardrail up, like not going to allow that anymore. That's so true. I think it becomes these little signals where you become more attuned with, oh, this is actually leading to this effect. And you can kind of like piece those together. So I think that's something like as you go about creating boundaries just to become mindful of. And I think it's so helpful because you'll actually find that, oh my gosh, this thing I was struggling with, I never would have inter- like linked it to maybe a song or something like so, so random. True. You so would true. never think of it, but you realize as you start to remove these things, it actually might remove some of the things that you're struggling with, which is awesome because who doesn't want that? Yeah, I'm like, set me <laughs> <Truly>. free, God. <laughs> yeah, so kind of launching into the next part of how to actually create boundaries now that we kind of have a stronger understanding of what they are and what they serve. Um, This is the moment for you guys to grab a piece of paper or open up your notes app. If you remember anything, this is the section that I think is important just because it's the call to action. So I know we're just kind of talking hypothetically sometimes. So I really want to make this very practical and tangible. Mm -hmm. So it's something you can actually do today and start putting into place. So I think the first step is evaluating your current boundaries. So just as we were mentioning what our boundaries were, the list is really long. Don't let it overwhelm you. Just start brain dumping and writing down all of the boundaries that come to mind. And this is going to be an ongoing list. Honestly, you're going to start to think of more and more. But Mm -hmm. as you're doing that, I want you to make a note. It can be like a check mark um, next to each of those boundaries of are they healthy? Are they productive? And what I mean by that is essentially are those boundaries working? So if those are good, like good solid boundaries, that deserves a check. And that is something we want to keep in place. And if not, just put a little X mark because maybe there's something off about it. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe it needs some refinement. Mm -hmm. And this is just signaling, you know, are these boundaries good? If not, let's just remove them so we don't even have to stress about it. And with that, you're probably going to see the opportunity, even some of the stuff we mentioned, there could be a chance to actually create new boundaries. So I want to kind of leave space for that. Again, do this when you have time. Maybe you go out into nature or in your quiet time, whatever that looks like. Um, Just kind of start thinking of what some of those new boundaries could actually be. Mm. And if you're struggling to identify that, because again, this is kind of a daunting task. I would say, what are some of the areas of tension or stress in your life? So again, these are the signals that happen when healthy boundaries aren't in place. So what areas are causing you anxiety? Is it Mm. in your workplace? Is it relationships? Are you just feeling fatigued? What are you struggling to make decisions about? I think those are all really important signals that, okay, this could be an opportunity for you to define what your life looks like, put those into place so that when it comes to saying yes or no to things, you have something to reference. Because I think that's so good. Decision fatigue is real and it's hard always making decisions. Sometimes we need that reference point. And I think boundaries are really a strong way to do that. And so this can even be opening up your Bible and being reminded of 
the boundaries that you want to uphold yourself to. Um, It could be talking to a friend and just being encouraged in that. It's kind of a chance for you to reflect on the things that matter most in your life that you want to prioritize, what it is you're trying to achieve here on earth. And so then setting boundaries so that there are less distractions. We're trying to remove the noise. So as you're doing this exercise, I want it to create more freedom. I don't want it to become stressful by any means. I wanted to give an example of something that could be like an area of tension as you're writing it down. So if you feel like you're always like saying no to friends and they're getting upset or you just feel difficulty with that like how should I know when to say yes to hanging out with my friends or when to say no I would say that maybe putting like a boundary in place this is something that I follow with um just kind of what my work nights look like so evenings during the week I have a boundary that I want to be home slash in bed or getting ready for bed at 9 p.m so for me that gives a lot of clarity because it gives me the opportunity. I get done with work at six. So I have six to nine to be social, but ultimately it does create that boundary because there could be activities I could be invited to be a part of that are going to cause me to like extend past my bedtime. Um, And so that just instantly is something where I'm like, that's amazing. But for the most part, I'm going to say no. Obviously there are exceptions to everything, but it's just kind of trying to create those defining lines. So Sundays, like I mentioned, being a day of rest, that gives freedom with what I say no to um, socially, just things like that. So I hope that's kind of helpful. Yeah, I think a, a good example. I love that example. I'm honestly the same. I'm like, get me in bed because that is my boundary. I think for me, like my mornings are really, really sacred to me. Mm-hmm. And so like my boundary is, I think sometimes my friends will like ask me to go to coffee in the mornings, which like I will make an exception to that rule, like maybe once a week. But the yeah. other days of the week, like my boundary is that my morning is my time. And so I really like to prioritize myself by going and working out, making sure I'm spending time journaling and praying and like reading the word and meditating and just giving myself like a full two hours to work out, you know, be with God and meditate and also eat breakfast, shower, do all the things. Like my morning is my time. And as much as like I love my friends and, you know, want to go meet up for coffee in the morning or want to go on a walk, there's always an exception to that rule. But I would say a majority of the time, my boundary is that my morning is my time because it's really setting up the foundation of my day. And so those are just like some of the examples of our boundaries. Yeah, those are good examples. I think that's the whole premise is you're just, I know it can seem kind of intense where we're like saying no to our friends and these things that matter, but in that intentionality, it's just defining what ultimately saying yes to a lot of things means saying no to other good things. And so just defining what your priorities are. And if you feel like you have a purpose and you're clear in what you're trying to achieve, those things can sometimes just get in the way and create friction. So Mm -hmm. it's not that we're never going to make exceptions. It's just that it allows us to have more clarity and be more present when we are with people um, and ultimately just 
make it healthier. But that kind of connects to the next part, which is next to all of those boundaries you have, I want you to make note of who they might affect. So is this boundary personal? Does it just affect you? Maybe it's how you're speaking with yourself or what you're consuming, or does it affect like family, friends, roommates, your husband? Make a little note of that. We will be touching on this a little bit later, but the whole point of doing that is making sure that those people actually know those boundaries because if they don't know, how can they help you uphold them? So we're going to kind of be touching on how we can even communicate what that (laughs) communicate with people in a very kind, loving way, our boundaries to make sure that we're not just writing these down, hoping they're magically going to stay. It does, you know, it takes work to actually uphold them. But with that said, Brie, what are some signs people should look for to indicate that they might need to create new boundaries or stricter boundaries, especially as they're doing this exercise, like some of those signals we were talking about? Yeah, I think for me, and I think back to like past seasons of my life when I've really struggled with boundaries and really struggled with like even identifying what I needed and like my capacity and all that sort of stuff was burnout. That was my biggest thing is mm-hmm. I felt like I was always the person who is like, I'm so burnt out. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. I'm so this. And the list would go on. And it would be like, I'd get invited to something or a friend would want to see me. And the first like thing that I would think is like, yes, I want to go, but I'm so tired. Like that would be my internal dialogue. And I feel like the repetition of the, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed, I'm so exhausted was just indicators that I was lacking boundaries in my life. So I would say, identify the area in your life in which you may feel burnt out. You may feel the most overwhelmed. You may even feel the most fearful, like whatever emotion that is like just an overwhelming emotion in your life that is likely a sign and an indicator within yourself. Like we were given emotions and feelings for a reason to indicate when something is wrong or something is off. And so if you are feeling really burnt out or really stressed or overwhelmed in a certain area of your life, whether it's work or a friendship or a relationship or your career or your purpose, it's likely just an indicator that is calling attention to you that you need to do something about it. There needs to be a boundary that needs to be implemented and in place. And then I would say another thing is like, I notice in times when I lacked boundaries, I also lacked priority. And so mm-hmm. whenever I was struggling with boundaries in my life, I would like start seeing really important responsibilities, priorities, things, whatever it may be, just slip and like fall through the cracks. Like I would whether it's like not prioritizing myself or forgetting something with work or forgetting something for a friend or just like letting little things slip, that's like a sign to me of like, if I cannot take the time to remember the utmost, like most important responsibilities in my life, that is an indicator that something else is taking precedence to what I need to be focusing on over here. So something's got to give in order for me to make sure I'm like upholding the responsibilities of my life. So that was a huge one for me. And I know that there's been times in my life when I would just like see or have more so this feeling of like, I can't keep up or everything's falling apart or like this overwhelming sense of like, I'm struggling with life or I'm failing. Like if, if yeah. you're feeling that way, like it's it's likely an indicator that you need a boundary. And and I express that all that's to say is like, I definitely feel that way a lot. Like there's even times now where I'm like, 
gosh, like what am I doing with my life? Like even statements like that, like when you just feel so overwhelmed and you're just, you're finding yourself saying statements like that, it can often be an indicator that like there needs to be a boundary set up or there needs to be something addressed in order to help you not arrive to this point. I'm just feeling so overwhelmed and so like depleted. So with all of that said, I know for at least myself, like I love boundaries so much. And I feel like through the years, like I'm just working on myself and really identifying areas in which I was struggling. I started setting up so many boundaries, but I know like, and this is like a whole conversation within itself, but I know for myself, like as someone who does love boundaries, I can find myself maybe having too many boundaries and like becoming like on the other end of things. And I don't know if anyone out there like relates to that when you feel like you're just focusing on yourself so much and not in a selfish way, but in a way you're like, you just want to like be the best version of you. And like, you want to work on yourself and you want to do all these things that sometimes you can like go on to the opposite end. Like you're almost too strict with your boundaries. And I know that's true of me of where I can be like, no, like I'm going to work on myself or no, I'm going to spend time with myself. And then I'm like, okay, you maybe need to like loosen up a little bit. So are there any signs, Marissa, that you can think of, of just ways that boundaries can maybe be a little too strict? Yeah, I think it, it's kind of similar in the same way of when you don't have enough. It's like the signals of priorities are not necessarily in order Mm -hmm. where it's, are you actually like restricting the good things it's great to have like healthy boundaries with relationships and stuff but are you actually like limiting really healthy life-giving friendships and you could be feeling depleted because you don't have enough quality time or because you're not doing these things that bring you joy and ultimately you're kind of just restricting yourself to such a severe degree that it's like having that same negative impact yeah so it really is a balance and it takes time to kind of figure out it's hard not to lean towards one or the other but it definitely is a balancing act and I think just making sure that yes it's great we have all these boundaries but we still need to provide space for other people to serve other people to love other people um to be a participant in that so i think even i know a boundary for me is making sure that do i have that extra space for people so a boundary to make sure that i'm not being too strict Mm -hmm. in these areas it can be challenging and ultimately we want to make sure that we're saying yes to the most important things but that you're living this quality balanced life and so with boundaries, just making sure that you're also giving yourself grace. And like we were mentioning, saying no to things, but also giving yourself the freedom to, hey, like I'm going to randomly stay up super late sometimes just because I need to, Yeah, just because I'm human. And it makes me feel not like a creature of like routine all the time or a robot. And it just allows me to understand that balance is good And so with everything, there's going to be just kind of that ebb and flow and rhythm. Yes. And actually, I want to give an example because I don't know if you guys know yet. If you know me personally, like on my own personal social media or just in real life, I'm actually training for a marathon right now. And something that I had to do for the sake of myself was actually break my own boundary, if you will, or break my own routine. And so yesterday I was supposed to hit a long run for marathon training. I'm like three months or not three months, three weeks out from running my very first marathon. And I had to kind of break my own strict routine for the sake of myself, just to like 
feel like I can just enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Like this weekend, I was supposed to hit a really long run. <laughs> 20 miles. <laughs> 20 miles. And I didn't do really, it. Really long run. <laughs> and given I've done it one time, so I, I feel rest assured in that. But I had to make the decision that while my boundaries and my routines are good, I recognized I needed rest and I needed a moment to sleep in and also, you know, stay up late with friends like that night. And I needed the capacity for it. And so I knew that going on a run was going to really deplete me and I was already feeling exhausted. And so I just gave myself permission to break my own boundary, to break my own routine for the sake of myself. So I think with a conversation of boundaries, there's definitely a good time in which you need to break your own boundary or like you need to just be flexible more than anything because at the end of the day, we're all human and as yeah. too much of one thing or too much of a good thing can also be a bad thing. So yeah, just giving yourself that permission and that grace to be flexible when you need to be. I'm curious because I feel like you are so great at making boundaries and at least like as long as I've known you, like boundaries are so important to both of us. Yeah. But was there a time where you struggled with that and how did you kind of start to understand what your capacity was and start to define what those boundaries looked like? Yeah, I would say there's definitely been, I mean, every season of life has maybe presented a different difficulty or challenge when it comes to my boundaries. But I think for myself, the time that I think about struggling with boundaries the most was probably in college, just because when I was in college, I was definitely like so extroverted, so outgoing, and I still am. But I think as I've gotten older and implemented boundaries, I've just kind of more established a more healthy relationship with that part of me versus like needing to be all one thing or one way. And so I think back to college of when every single day and every waking moment, I was like, who can I go see? Who can I hang out with? Like who, like what, what event can I go to or what party can I go to? Like the list just went on and on. And I never really had time to myself. And I think that was like the first time in my life. I couldn't really put to words, but I felt that friction in myself of like, I am so exhausted. I am so depleted. And on top of being a college student is so hard. You're studying like hours on end a day and you are taking insane tests and exams and just trying to figure out what you're going to do after college. Like there's a a lot of things you're juggling, but that was the first time I recognized, dang, I'm really just depleting myself here. I would say post-grad is, it was the first time that I almost felt like I recognized that there was something I could do about it and that there was like a way that I could shift that and, and begin taking ownership of my time and my energy. And I think honestly, in the conversation with boundaries, and I think at least for myself, one of the most helpful things that helped me establish boundaries was actually becoming friends with people who had really great boundaries because they taught me a lot of like what healthy boundaries with yourself can look like. And so the more that I just began to surround myself with like friendships in which people were very clear with me of what their boundaries were, it gave me permission to be clear with myself of like, oh, like you don't have to see people every day of the week. I don't have have to go if I don't want to go. I don't have to do this. There's no have to. It's a choice to. And I think the moment that you take ownership and realize that there's no obligation, there's a choice, there's an invitation. So I don't have to go see this friend. 
I'm choosing to see this friend. I don't have to go to this party. I get to go to this party. It's an invitation to go to this party. I don't have to stay out late. I get to go to bed early, you know? So it's just like kind of taking that ownership into your own hands and reframing the narrative in your own mind is how I just slowly throughout the years began to implement boundaries. But it's definitely like an ongoing thing. Always trying to decide on new boundaries, always trying to be flexible with my current ones and decide how are they going to shift or how do do they need to shift? How are they going to change and all that sort of stuff? So I think the older that I've gotten, the easier it's been for me to identify where boundaries need to be in place and also how to communicate that in a very loving way. And I think the more that I've just grown comfortable with myself and just confident with my needs and, and my wants, the more I'm able to lovingly communicate that. But I have to say, establishing boundaries can be so hard. Like, and it can feel really uncomfortable. I mean, in, in any dynamic, in any relationship, but even in in friendships or relationships in which maybe that person doesn't share that same boundary with you, I think there's like, at least for myself, opportunity to feel misunderstood. And I know times where I'm like saying no to a plan or saying no to an invitation because I need to prioritize myself or I need to prioritize the boundary I've set in my life. I think it can sometimes be received as if it's like this personal thing. Like I'm saying no to you because it's personal, but in fact, I'm saying no to you because I need to say yes to showing up for myself. And in reality, it has nothing to do with them. And it has everything to do with just the boundary that I've set for myself in order to show up well. And so I think sometimes that can produce like shame with boundaries, which is maybe sometimes why maybe even you listening doesn't set up a boundary because it can lead to those awkward conversations of why you don't want to show up or why you don't you don't want to do something or why you'd rather be alone than like go on a walk with a friend or grab coffee with a friend or whatever that boundary looks like for you or not responding to that email past 7 p.m. I think it just can provide a point of tension, which maybe can lead to shame. So why do you think, Marissa, that there is like shame sometimes attached with boundaries because I know I've felt that in my life and I've even felt that recently, like when I'm trying to communicate that. Yeah, I have definitely felt a lot of guilt and shame related to that, which if you're feeling that way, I would say number one, you're recognizing your own capacity and that's probably going to be different than somebody else. Not one single person is going to have the exact same list of boundaries. And that's part of what's like so beautiful about Mm -hmm. everybody's like individuality. And we're all prioritizing different things, which together contributes to like a much greater picture. So it's so good. I think it's just reminding myself that I want to show up and be the best version of myself because that will ultimately, that's how I'll have the greatest impact and I'll pursue my purpose and I'll have the most meaningful relationships. And I want that for other people. And so I think just understanding that you are worthy of accepting that and that good, healthy relationships. It might take a little bit of time. It's going to take some communication and you being clear, but people will understand and they'll see how when you do show up, there's such a quality to it. And the time they spend with you is more meaningful and impactful and they know Mm. how intentional it is. So I think it will ultimately provide just more freedom and to know that you are absolutely worthy of having boundaries. We all are. And I think if you need a reminder of that, I just always think of how good Jesus was at Mm. setting boundaries and he could have come and just healed everyone. And he had the capacity to do it all. And he still spent so much time by himself 
being intentional with his relationship with the father. And so I am absolutely, if he had to do that, I need to do that. And I need to have even stricter boundaries. Just giving yourself that freedom and that space, I think is so important and just release shame. And that will allow other people to set boundaries, like be able to actually share their boundaries as well. So it'll create this kind of like harmonious cycle where we're all just giving each other freedom and respect in that. But a question that I'm curious and something I feel like you're really great at How do we hold ourselves accountable to the boundaries we set? Mm, I love that question. Before I get into that, I just like you were speaking and the word harmonious. I just loved that word. And it actually just made me think of like nature. And this was just like a thought that just truly came into my mind. But I think like even nature and like God's creation shows so much evidence that boundaries are necessary for this world to be harmonious, for things to be beautiful. Like right now the sun is setting and it's getting dark outside and like we all have a tangible like understanding of light and dark we all have a tangible understanding of land and sea we like see evidence in nature that boundaries need to exist and like Mm -hmm. that is what makes nature so beautiful like we see the mountains we see the valleys and that contrast is evidence of harmony on this earth and I don't know. I just that had, is so good. <laughs> I had that thought, and I was like, "Wow!" I just like need to speak that before like I lose it. And I think that's the most beautiful thing is like the world, nature, God's creation shows evidence that boundaries are necessary. So if nature, think about the most beautiful thing that you can think of, like whether it's a sunrise or a sunset. Maybe that's the most beautiful thing I can think of. Those are my favorite parts of nature. It's like when you were watching a sunset, like you see the boundary, like you see the horizon, you see the gradients of the colors in the sky. And it's like, if there wasn't a horizon, the sun wouldn't be setting and it wouldn't be beautiful. And it's that boundary that nature has provided and that the world that you can see that makes it so beautiful and so captivating. And I think the same is so true for our lives of those boundaries in our lives make our life beautiful and they make them captivating and they make them harmonious. I feel like that word just sparked this whole thought and I was like, I have to say this out loud. Um, So yeah, I just think that's really, really special. That's incredible. I love that. So good. But back to your question. Um, <laughs> gosh. Okay. What 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 did you so, ask me again? Yeah. Just kind of how we hold ourselves accountable so that mm. we can actually have these beautiful boundaries and be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. Like how... I think it's easier to hold other people accountable to our boundaries than it totally. is ourselves. Totally. I think so. Something that I really uphold very highly in myself is this idea of self integrity and self trust. And it's one of those things that I actually don't feel like I hear people talk about a lot. But for me, my own inner self integrity is everything to me. Do I trust myself? Do I follow through with my word? Do I uphold the promises that I tell myself? I think about like in life, we all know that person that they say they're going to do something or they say they're going to show up at this time and that they never do. They never follow up or they forget or they're late or they just don't do it. And our immediate thought is like, they just don't follow through with their word. And I think that's a concept that we can like always think about outside of ourselves, but we often forget that that concept is also something to have within ourselves. Are we a trustworthy person to ourselves? Are we someone that we trust? Are we someone that we say one thing and we follow through? Even if nobody else hears it but ourselves, like do we have that trustworthiness in our character 
to actually uphold the things that we promise. And so I think that is like my biggest, my biggest thing when it comes to boundaries. It's like, even if nobody knew your boundaries, do you trust yourself enough to implement them, to live them out, to have the discipline, to carry them through and apply them into your life? And that just comes down to self-integrity. Do you trust the words that you say to yourself? And for me, when I'm like tempted to maybe not follow through with my own word or tempted to be like, oh, that doesn't matter. or I don't need to do that because I'm the only one who knows about it in my own head. I just ask myself, do you have, like, do you trust yourself? Like Brie, do I, does Brie trust, does Brie trust Brie? Do I have integrity with Brie? And I think something that we were talking about even before we started recording this is like, the greatest relationship that you have is relationship with yourself. So it's like, would I, if I tell a friend I'm going to show up to coffee at 8 a.m. in the morning, does that mean I'm going to show up at 11 a.m.? No, like I'm going to be there at 8 a.m. because I love this friend and I'm going to show up at 8 a.m. And so the same is true for us. It's like, I love myself enough that if I say, Brie, you're going to be at the gym at 6 a.m. or Brie, you're going to be in bed by 9 p.m. Do I love myself enough to show up and have integrity with what I told myself I would do. So I think that is like my biggest motivation when it comes to upholding boundaries in my own life. What are your thoughts on that? Because I don't know, I feel like that's something that I'm so used to like thinking about, but I I know it's like not a common I don't I don't think everyone thinks that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's hard. I I think discipline is like so challenging and mm-hmm. it kind of comes down to that. But I think I heard somebody say once, kind of to your point, this idea of like when you start saying yes to the little things. So maybe it's overwhelming to uphold really strict brown boundaries right away. And people yeah. see this with like New Year's resolutions. It's like, okay, start small and start maintaining those yeses to yourself in like a small capacity. That's so and good. you'll start to build that trust with yourself in the same way in a friendship. Like when your friend shows up like a couple times on time or like a couple times in a row of hanging out and she's like on time every single time, you're like, okay, I trust her that the next time we hang out, she's going to be on time. Do that to yourself That's where so like good. you'll actually start to trust yourself because you're keeping the promises, you're keeping these boundaries that you want to have in place. And it just kind of builds from there. But it's something that you just need to honor and continue to start small. Yeah. It's such a like internal thing. And like I think with anything internal, that's often the hardest part because like we said, like nobody can see it but you. Like nobody knows it but you. And so it's like I also think about the concept of like what you do in secret or what you do in private is who you show up as in public. And so Mm -hmm. if in my own like internal dialogue or if in like the confines of my own self, like I'm not showing up for the promises that I told myself I would keep, that will likely leak into other areas of my life. Like I probably won't. I'll start slipping on promises I keep with friends or promises I keep to a coworker or promises I keep to X, Y, and Z. And so it all has to start within ourselves. And so with all of that said, I just think about like communicating our boundaries in general, because I I know we've been talking a lot about how we keep that internal, but also there does come a point where we have to like externally tell like our friends, our family, in your case, a spouse, like what a boundary is. So I would love to hear like from you how you communicate those boundaries to others. 
I think I'm still learning, but an approach I always try to take when, whether this is like confrontation or again, the goal with boundaries is that you communicate it before it becomes confrontation. So I think it's really just kind of sharing your point of view. So I think instead of us just saying like, I can't hang out with you tonight because that violates my boundary, that feels like (laughs) you'd be aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. Like that feels like you're kind of accusing them. And although that might be true, I think spinning it to say like, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. Like I value this friendship so much, but a boundary and a promise that I have to myself is that I'm going to be in bed by 9 PM and I want to honor that. And so I think when people see it through that lens and they're like, oh, you made a promise to yourself, like in the same way, they wouldn't be offended if you were like, I made a promise to my other friend. It's her birthday. Like I'm doing this thing. They're like, oh, that's amazing. They'll see that a promise has already been made and Mm. it was to yourself. So they can respect that and understand where you're coming from and also be encouraged to do the same and know that this is somebody who's going to honor my boundaries and it might not always make sense. They probably don't have those same boundaries, but they can find peace in that and you can as well. And I think you'll actually find that people are surprisingly receptive and that Mm -hmm. they really admire the strength and discipline that takes in the same way I admire the fact that you're running a marathon and you have boundaries with that. That is not something because I'm not running a marathon. I like look at that and see see it with so much admiration. Mm. And I think that's how people view our boundaries. So give yourself that freedom and understand that healthy relationships will respect that. And that is what we're designed to do and to respect other people's and honestly, like ask people what some of their boundaries are or how you can be a better friend that supports their boundaries. That could open up an interesting conversation and you both might be able to kind of communicate what yours are. So yeah, I hope let us know if you try that out and how that goes. But I think even this conversation has caused me to look a little more externally because I think I have strict boundaries with myself, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm communicating them as well as I should to others. And that's actually creating ambiguity and probably more friction than there needs to be and stress with, oh, do I have to compromise on the promise to myself or this opportunity with somebody else? So yeah, I hope that we all can kind of just find freedom and understand that boundaries are a beautiful thing in the same way. Think of that incredible nature (laughs) and understand that boundaries are designed to give us and others freedom and allow us to pursue our purpose yeah and I think another little like takeaway and like something applicable to do alongside with what Marissa said is like setting expectation alongside when you communicate I know something that I do very practically like let's say I want to like call a friend, but I only have like 15 minutes. I don't want to like be an hour into a conversation I wasn't expecting to have and like feel this inward resentment or like trespassing of my time or boundaries. But like, I also don't want to interrupt because my friend's like sharing something really deep. So just like setting the expectation going into it of like, hey, I'm here for you. I only have 15 minutes to talk or hey, like I'm so excited to hang out tonight, but just letting you know, I'm going, I'm going to leave at 830 so I can be in bed by nine. So the more that we set expectations and like rhythms for people, 
to like understand and like see what we're following. I think also the more that we give people permission to start doing the same. And I think it's like one of those things where as we lead by example and like we show people like, hey, like we can lovingly show up for you, but also within the confines of these boundaries, it gives people more permission to be like, wait, I can I can do the same too. Like I don't have to show up for this friend like in a way that gives them permission to just show up for themselves. So something I always think about is I rather give higher quality yeses and more quality yeses and more quantity of yeses just for the sake of it. I would rather show up 100% so fully, so presently and like mean it when I say, yes, I wanna come or yes, I wanna hang out with you. Yes, I wanna show up to that party. Yes, I wanna do this X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. I wanna give my yes because I mean it, not because I feel obligated to give it. And so I'd rather give more quality than quantity. And that's going to mean that there's going to be a lot of no's inserted in between that, but also reminding myself and also my friends of like, hey, I'm giving you my no now to give you my best yes in the future. I'm giving you my no now because I love you so much that when I do show up in that yes, I mean it and I'm here and I'm present and I'm ready for you. And so, yeah, boundaries are everything and more. And like like we shared, we are so imperfect at them. <laughs> We're not like masters at them by any means, but I think we've both just seen ways that boundaries have so benefited us and so benefited the relationships around us. They've benefited everything like in our lives, career, purpose, friendships, quality of life, like the way I take care of myself, my my faith, my relationship with God, like it affects everything the more that I just care for myself in this way. So yeah, I would say that's our greatest encouragement is just to establish that in y'all's own life. And just takes if you can take one thing away, it's just like Find one way that you can create new boundaries in your life. We're just so thankful that you took time out of your day to listen to this and invest in something that is so meaningful and important. Mm. So we're so excited to continue the conversations in the future and unpack deeper into what boundaries look like. Yeah. (laughs) And we can like definitely do full episodes on like dating and or like the difference in boundaries in like dating and marriage and all that sort of stuff but for now that's our intro on boundary <laughs> okay so now moving on to our little lighthearted section that we always end with today we are going to be doing our last best that's really hard to say i love that <laughs> last best yeah <laughs> it sounds like we have a list but yeah it's all good <laughs> Okay, so uh, Bria, what is the last best restaurant you went to? Okay, there are so many restaurants in LA, and this might be a basic one, but I love The Butcher's Daughter. It is so good, and I feel like every time I go there, I'm like never disappointed. So that's the first one that came to mind. I love The Butcher's Daughter. I actually don't feel like that's basic, but okay, we'll perfect. see if other people <laughs> disagree. Um, mine is gonna be, we went here last night, Taverna Tony, if you guys like Greek food, it's in Malibu. It's beautiful. It's so delicious. Go there with a bunch of people. Share all the food because it's incredible. Oh, it's so good. I can I can testify. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the last best book you read. Yeah. So mine, not to cheat, but I read a book called Boundaries as I was preparing for this episode. And let me see if I can pull up who 
the authors are. So it's Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend, I believe. And they wrote a book called Boundaries. It's incredible. If you want to, you know, continue what we were talking about and get really micro, especially I feel like if you're a parent, Mm. that book is incredible. So I definitely recommend it. I need to read that book. I haven't read it. I want to borrow it after you're done because it just sounds incredible. So I found the book that I just finished. I could not remember the name of it, but it's called The Power of Letting Go by John Perkis. I, I hope I'm saying that right. It is just like an incredible book and it's really just helped me navigate a lot in my life. So definitely recommend. Ooh, that's another one I want to read as well. Yeah. Okay. The last best movie you saw. Okay. So this is a new movie on Netflix. I think it was only on Netflix, but it's called Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. What a cast. I literally watched it like just, I don't know, like two or three days ago. And it was honestly such a good movie. Like one of the best movies I've seen in a while. So I loved it. I'm halfway through and I'm excited to finish that movie. Yeah. Mine I also saw just a couple days ago. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Another great cast. It's Ticket to Paradise. Have you seen it? No, I haven't even heard of it. So, so good. I believe I'm blanking on her name. Julia Roberts. She was in Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay, so it's her and George Clooney. (gasps) Stop. So good. So cute. It's like a fire cast right there. I like teared up in the movie. It's it's a cute one. Oh my god. Okay, I want to go watch it. I'm ready. Okay, last and final one. The last best purchase you made. Okay, you guys. I'm going to like pull, like grab my, my baby girl. Um, I finally caved and got a Stanley Cup. And it just so happens to be the same one that Marissa had. <laughs> so we both have it in this like, I don't know, beige color. And it is definitely my best purchase i for the longest time have been that person who's like carrying around a gallon water bottle because i'm obnoxious and i was like you know what it's time to upgrade and get a stanley cup so that's my best purchase i'm so happy about her (laughs) i agree i'm gonna try to come up with a different one i actually didn't purchase mine so i guess that doesn't count okay that doesn't count (laughs) okay mine The purchase is technically a purchase by my husband, but I'm going to count it as mine. So he got us a badminton setup. It's like such a great little setup because you can just pop up the net. And we were like, it's raining right now and we just got it. So we haven't properly set it up, but we were playing inside, like inside our living room the other day. It was so much fun. We need to invest in more purchases like this. The conversations you have when you're undistracted and you're just like, tossing this back and forth and playing it in the backyard this summer with friends. This is just a no-brainer. Like, we should have purchased this when we moved here. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. (laughs) I want to play with it. (laughs) Please do. Okay, well, that concludes everything. We are so excited to see you guys next Wednesday. We're so, so grateful for all of you. So thank you. We feel incredibly blessed. Yeah. Love you guys so freaking much. And we will see you guys next time with love always free and racing. thank you so much for listening we pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving if you found it valuable please share it with a friend leave a review and subscribe and be sure to follow us along over on instagram at with love always podcast signing off with all of our love always brie and marissa